It's Friday the 9th of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Hewitt and I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How are you, Shane? Tim, we've got fresh meat in the show here. <laughs> Welcome to yes. the show, mate. Brizzy boy, I believe. Yes, that's Ridgely. correct, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Down here in beautiful Melbourne. Gorgeous weather here as always. Yeah, always good, mate. And um, you were saying just off air, so you're, you're, a, you're a rugby league man, Broncos man originally. Yes. Um... But you're now living in Melbourne. Yeah, can't avoid the AFL down there. Well, yeah, it's it's almost impossible to avoid down here, Shane. Just to just to you know not be shunned by the masses. You've you've got to you know casually follow the sharing game. I hide my secret shame being a leaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All good, mate. Well, let's kick off with what we got on the show today, buddy. All right, today on the show, we look at the Cricket World Test Championship final, the French Open, football codes of all sorts, and more. Let's get into it. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Shane, let's get into the World Test Championship. Some incredible batting again from Steve Smith last night at Travis Head. And the World Test Championship final, as it stands currently, the score update, 469 all out for Australia, with India chasing, and they're five down for 151. Did you catch much of it, Shane? I did, mate. I started and watched it. And, uh, yeah, the Aussies are in the box seat, no doubt. Um, as you mentioned, Travis Head, um, who I'm still doubting he's going to have a huge Ashes series. The Indians bowled quite short to him. Uh, for a period there, and he really struggled. So I think they will take that on board for the upcoming Ashes series. But saying that, 163, a great effort. Steve Smith, that guy has had a pretty average county season so far, and he comes out to test match against 121. Alex Carey chipped him in 48. But where it got really excited when the Indians batted, um, they're five for 151. All five bowlers, Stark, Cummins, Boland, Green, and Lyon, one wicket each. And uh, there was two shoulder arms. Uh, Boland just bowled a Beautiful ball to um, Stuart McGill. It sounds like Stuart McGill, but it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart McGill would shoulder arms, but for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Green did as well. So uh, yeah, the Aussies in the box seat. Yeah, I, I shamefully I watched uh, I watched every ball of this. So I was up till three. <laughs> so that's why I look so beautiful this morning, uh, so fresh. Yeah, the the two shouldered arms were pretty insane. Uh, mm. It's definitely, I think you know Australia playing well, but you can definitely tell this Indian team. Are coming straight from an IPL, they they look pretty underdone, I think, with both batting and bowling for yeah and test the, conditions. And and the key is with India uh, on their home soil when the ball doesn't bounce pretty much above the knee roll on the pads, um, they dominate. Um, when the ball gets above that, um, like in Australia or South Africa, or in that wicket there at the uh, at the oval, um, they do struggle and um, they can't get forward and and bully our fast bowlers. So yeah, a really really good start for the Aussies. They have to back that up today. Um, I, I'm tipping, hopefully, I know Cameron Green didn't get runs with the bat, but I reckon he's going to have a huge Ashes series. I already is a superstar, this kid. Yeah, he looks he looks prime for yeah. another breakout sort yeah. of season, isn't it? It's to go to the next level. He's very exciting. Mm. Incredible prospect. Yeah, absolutely. 
So let's move on to tennis now, Shane. Uh, the matchup everyone had circled from the start of Roland Garros is now reality. One year after their three-set epic and the first meeting in Madrid, Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic will contest their second ATP head-to-head showdown in the Paris semifinals, and that's tonight, I believe. Yeah, that's tonight. So the 20-year-old uh, Carlos Alcaraz, number one seed, takes on Novak Djokovic, who's chasing uh, glory with 23 um, uh, uh, titles. Um, Carlos has only won one. He's won uh, 20 years of age. He's won the US Open. Uh, but I, I think he'll he'll get Novak tonight. But this is a final in my eyes. The other semi-final is Rudd versus Zverev, um, which you know I think the the German might get through that one. Um, and in, on the girls' yep. side, um, Swiatek she's into her third um, French Open final against Carolina Machova, um, and she if she wins this, she's in sort of rarefied air with three or more French openers with Serena Williams and, and Justine Hannon. So um, yeah, she's wow. pretty pretty dominant. So I dare say she's going to win again too. Yeah, well, as a, as a, as a quite a casual, um, you know, mm-hmm. tennis fan, or, you know, by, by that I mean, you know, going to the Australian Open once a year and getting drunk in the uh, sort of yeah. band room area there, uh, the outdoor Heineken bar. Uh, it is quite exciting, I guess, to see there's, there's sort of new superstars of, of the tennis world coming through, especially in the men's been dominated by only a few names over so many decades. Uh, yeah, I, this Carlos Alcaraz, I, I didn't quite realise he was number one. Mm. That's, that's quite exciting. It'll be a big, big match, I'm sure. Well, it's funny you say a casual tennis follower. A good mate of mine, um, uh, he's quite wealthy, and his wife was just getting tennis lessons from this pretty hot tennis yep. coach. And um, he reckons after uh, four years of uh, paying for her lessons, all she could do was pick up the tennis ball with a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't hit one fucking backhand, he reckons. Yeah, yeah. Real. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, solid stroke game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to a bit of uh, soccer news now. Uh, Lionel Messi, argu- arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, he will play this summer at Inter Miami, uh, which is David Beckham's club. Uh, apparently, I, I saw somewhere saying that he knocked back over a million, a billion dollars uh, for a Saudi Arabia team and his movements into Miami. He did. Yeah, he, he went over there recently and got fined by PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, his current club, uh, for leaving without without uh, permission. Um, geez, he's knocked back a big number there. But look, this will still be um, the biggest transfer in any major league soccer. Um, it will surpass David Beckham's LA Galaxy deal in 2007 so um yeah big big numbers look he, he's you'd have to say he is the the greatest player of all time um by Argentina, yeah that, that world cup, cup was, I think that was pretty incredible right, right right at the top yeah yeah it's, yeah uh, sure i'm sure there'll be similar similar scenes for for through the streets of miami when uh yes into miami get up no doubt yeah well, they don't. The Latinos will turn on him, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll start breaking street yeah. signs and belting him over there with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like every every time with American sports, it's like, oh, this is this is the time that soccer will break into the American market big time. But you know, potentially a signing like this will have a big effect. Big time. Okay, stay with us because we'll be talking AFL, NRL, and more after the break. At Gradability, we believe that every graduate should have the skills and opportunity to pursue the career of their choice. But sometimes we need help to bridge that gap. And that's where the Gradability Accelerator Plus program or GAP program comes in. The GAP program is designed to supplement your learning with real life experience at one of our almost 12,000 host employers, giving you the vital experience needed to kickstart your professional career. Visit gradability.com.au for more information. Okay, 
Uh, let's get into it with AFL. Buddy Franklin lined up for his 350th game for the Swans last night, except the Saints didn't read the script and spoiled the party shame. Yeah, oh, mate, it's been a tough year. Um, I was just saying, I'm, I'm a, 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 I love my Sydney Swans and I'm, a, and I'm a Dragons man, so it's been a bloody tough year. But anyway, but yeah, I, I tuned to this last night in in between sort of flicking um, over with the cricket on seven plus. Now you can watch both at the same time, so that's that's quite good. Yeah, um, God, there was a lot of screens happening last night for me. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had my wife sitting next to me on the couch trying to tell me about her day at work. And uh, anyway, but it, was, it was tough to. Focus on three screens. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I was because I, I, you know, I'm so focused for this. I, I had uh, yeah, three <laughs> screens going, but all on my, my laptop because uh, my girlfriend refused to give up the TV and was watching the Kardashian. So it was it was all happening in our house. Hey, um, so um, yeah, the 350th and um, look, but the Sydney Swans zero points the first quarter, the worst performance for them in a hundred years, um, really? which is appalling. Um, and then Buddy sort of turned it on, um, kicked two goals. I thought. Here we go. Come with the hour. Come with the man, as Buddy normally does. Yeah, but mate, um, and those those two goals saw him move to fourth on the all-time goal. Fourth on the all-time list. Yeah, incredible. behind uh, pl- plug a locket. Uh, Thirteen hundred and sixty-six. I think it is. Coventry on twelve ninety-nine, uh, and Jason Dunstall twelve fifty-four. Yeah, outright fourth now. Um, but the Swans could not rally around him, mate. And Securely got home eighty to sixty-six. It was it was bloody disappointing towards the end. It was frustrating to watch and. Now, I just thought that our midfield, um, who were fantastic last year, just haven't, ch- haven't gelled and haven't clicked mm. this year. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It sort, of, it sort of leaves the Swans in a bit of a difficult position now, doesn't it, on the ladder? Mm. Sort yeah, of big trouble. Falling yep. away from touching distance from the eight. Uh, but the Saints have gone, you know, they seem to be sort of flying now under Ross Lyon. They're having mm. a great little season. Speaking of touching distance, let's talk about the leggies. <laughs> yes, mate, let's <laughs> get topical. into it, the leggies. <laughs> Touching distance, well, it was uh, it was the Titans getting up finally, sort of avoiding their second half fades to do the Tigers twenty eight to twelve last night. Uh, but the the biggest news out of this, Shane, is is Appy Corusau. He's going to be out for Origin. Mm. He's got a fractured jaw. It's looking at least eight weeks. Uh, yeah, this just sort of throws even more sort of chaos into Freddie's camp now. Well, I, I, I'm not concerned about that because I think um, I think the way it's going to work out, I think with the injuries to Cleary. Um, I dare say we're going to have quite a few of the South boys playing. Latrell's going yeah. to come back, and I think Cook will fit better into that. Um, so I think Cody, I think Cody Walker might get a crack here, um, alongside um, obviously Nico Hines. So I think that'll work well. Yeah, it's sort of a, it's sort of almost like fate is yeah. sort of picking this this spine that a lot of people want, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, Shane, as a, obviously an avid Queensland mm. fan, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking, I'm not liking the vibes, and I'll tell you why, because okay. it's, it's starting to become a very Queensland storyline for you boys, and, and you know, it's, I, I can't, dare I even say it, I don't know if Queensland can even say we're underdogs this game, <laughs> and, and, that, and that does not feel right to me, man. No, it doesn't feel right, and it's good. It's um, put the pressure back on them for once, but uh, you'd, <laughs> you'd have to think, you have to think with. Look, I, the, 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 I, mate, I'm a, a blues through and through, and uh, I love playing cricket against Queensland. But the, the the way that they go into camp every year and what what state of origin means to them, I have to say it's it's a little bit more special than the New South Wales uh, rugby league have worked out. Yeah, um, you know they, they get their past legends involved. Um, it, it's truly passionate, and they seem to pull off these wins from nowhere year after year. But as you said, they're now favourites. Yeah. Yeah, they're, no, be, they're, they're now the hunted, which is a very, very different proposition. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there could be some judiciary issues, I think, potentially for Tino uh, with that, with the, 
the sort of the bumper bars up mm. on Appy there, but I'm I'm not too sure. Only only because it's yeah. a bit of, but it looked pretty accidental. But I think he has a habit of uh, having a few <laughs> accidental <laughs> bumps to the head when he's uh, <laughs> running the ball back. Yeah, but you right. know that's 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 what he made. You know it's a contact sport. This rugby league, they're tough blokes. Right? <laughs> uh, but tonight in the league, it is the Raiders versus the Warriors. And Manly versus the Dolphins. Uh, obviously, with the Raiders, the, it's a big game coming up with uh, Jared Croker being rested, so now he can play his 300th in front of the home crowd. Uh, I, I hope there isn't another sort of spoiled party like Buddy last night. Well, this is the funny one, right? The, Ra- the Raiders started the season, as they normally do, pretty poorly. Um, Ricky Stewart comes out and carries on like a pork chop, as he normally does. Um, he copped a lot of flack last week for, for announcing earlier that Croker wouldn't play. Um, he's going to play now. I've got a funny feeling. This is where the Raiders, they, they win games that they shouldn't win, and they somehow lose games uh, when they should win. Not saying the Warriors are not a good side. I read the Warriors are gonna, will win tonight and upset their uh, the party for Croker. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the Warriors, if it, you know, if it wasn't yep. for the Dolphins... Uh, I think the Warriors are almost really the feel-good story of the mm, the year. Yeah. Uh, yep. they've, they've been incredible, sort of getting to be back home. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking great under their new coach, who was mm. you know, a, a Panthers assistant. And, and yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think uh, they they could very easily upset the Raiders because it, it just seems, you know, all the talk all week's just been like, oh, you know, yeah, that's right. It's it's going to be a great you mm. know celebration, and it's like, well. But not first. forget the blokes yeah. you got to play. Yeah. You know? They'll be down the private bin throwing bourbons at each other later on if they do win. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it could be a big night at Mooseheads either way. <laughs> That's a good spot, that. <laughs> uh, and then Manly, Manly versus the Dolphins. Mm. Uh, the big one is out of this game is I think Tommy Turbo is now cleared to play after his, you know, mm. uh, sort of turning back that uh, 11-day forced stand down after a head knock. Uh I think he's he's been cleared to play one day early, uh, which probably isn't great news for the Dolphins, but it should be interesting either way. Just about Tommy Turbo, like he looks almost like the mechanical man at the moment. Like he just, I know he's had so many injuries and he can't change direction anymore. Um, yeah, but I I can just see him like being re- retired in the next two years and start going into a retirement home straight away, not be able to walk or he's got that many injries. He looks yeah, very very stiff. He, he looks held together by sort yeah. of paper mache yeah. and, and dreams at the moment, doesn't he? He's, <laughs> That's right. It's it's not looking great, uh, but I I, th- I think he, yeah I think that he'll start to get it together, and mm. I think I think he's I, I think he's keyed up for a big game too. I think whatever's left in that well, we body need, we need uh, could go to an upset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and finally there was a lot a bit of uh, NRL news with the with so many injuries uh, from the Blues camp. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Woodsy, Aaron Woods, uh, said mm. that there may be issues at the result of the training loads and the sessions during State of Origin camp and sort of with players backing up. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that one, Shane? Oh, look, uh, well, Liam Martin came out, the, the, the Panthers New South Wales uh, forward, and said it's not, not the truth. He said the, intent, the intensity, yes, is increased at State of Origin training, but the workload's the same. He said we're all professionals. We know our own bodies. But Woods was talking... I suppose more directly at Nathan Cleary with his hammy, Latrell Mitchell with his calf, uh, Cam Murray with his groin. I think it's a bit, yeah. of, a bit of a coincidence, but yeah, this time of year it's, it's always hard. It's uh, it's short turnarounds. The players have to perform in state of origin and come back. They all play their own club games now, um, so it's more about that I think than extra workload at, at a few training sessions. I don't, I don't I don't buy into that. Yeah, well, you know, from from what I could see from the uh, from the training sessions, which was you know mostly through. 
sort of TikToks from the Panthers boys and Latrell. It, it seemed mostly like touch footy and, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. bashing the boombox around. So, yeah, it didn't look too stressful. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping uh, Latrell will come back and he'll love to lead New Wales to victory. I think he'll have, he'll have a huge... Yeah, game. I think Charles keyed up for a big one yeah, and, yeah. and I think, you know, through sort of sheer force uh, that that Rabbitohs connection could prove to be a yeah. difference, I think. And I, 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 don't, think... I don't normally go for the Rabbitohs, but I will be cheering them on in the state of origin side. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> get around the boys. <laughs> All right, that is it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe and give us a five-star review uh, wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Shane. Yeah, fantastic sponsors, Cell AED. Now, we always, um, you hear at the end of the show, we talk about our sponsors, but this one is very, very important. Cell AED is the, is the world's smallest defibrillator. Um, it's it, You can buy it for between 300 and $400, and it's the size of a, of a telephone. Um, it's already saved uh, one life in Australia, Australian technology. Um, if you need one, your parents are older, get one. Um, could save a loved one's life. We'll be back on Tuesday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great long weekend, guys. Take care. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.